from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children, a character creation podcast where we take listener prompts and then we make a tabletop character. Yep. And then we take that character and we uh, we put them into a gladiatorial arena Ooh. with 14 other characters that we've created from other listener prompts. Oh, this is some. I'm, I'm peeling back the curtain a little bit. I hope that's okay, Aaron. No. What no. happens is uh, every week we take we create 15 characters. It's yep. a process that takes about 16 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, roughly, um, yeah. And what happens is we take those characters and we uh, we put them into a gladiatorial arena, and then we 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 have them all fight to the death. Every single one of them fights to the death, and the one that survives, we present to you, the listener at home. Jeff, you know what you just made? Super fucking Smash Brothers <laughs> Fantasy Edition. So we take all the characters we've made. You can use up to four players. Jeff and I are the master hands. Who would? Who would? Who would be the best character in Super Smash Brothers? All my fantasy chill. It's gotta be Slip. It's Slip. It's probably. Right? It's either Slip Willis or like. I don't know. I have a feeling that Mama Cat's bayonet has like really That's cheap true. reach. That's I feel true. like that'd be like the bro- like the, it's supposed to be Slip Willis or like Jeremy, but like Mama Cat's bayonet is like way broken. Well, it's, it's probably a fox situation too, or because yeah. she's got a gun, she can fire from a distance. <laughs> yeah, it just builds percentage way too quickly. So I think Mama Cat is the character everybody like. Everybody gets good with Slip Willis and like Big Jeremy, but then like there's that one person that brings the like the the duck hunt scenario where like yeah. the one person brings Mama Cat and everyone's like <laughs> what a low tier hero <laughs> what the? and it's yeah. like every, like four stocking everybody or whatever the fuck I don't I don't play tournaments anymore. <laughs> Sam Gord is definitely the uh, the kid Icarus character or the pit uh, just with like so the spinning annoying. blade attack and you're just like stop it. But, but has the worst, most annoying audio cues, like like Pitt, like Sam Gord, instead of, yeah, 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 it's just like, uh, pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins. That's like every time you use the B projectile move, Sam Gord just screams just pumpkins. Because he's just throwing a little tiny pumpkin at you. Pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. <laughs> and then it's like pumpkin smash, pumpkin jab. Yep. That sucks. Anyway, do we have a prompt this week? <laughs> <laughs> um... We do. It's a free for all. Um, so the prompt this week, there are two, 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 two prompts. A new challenger. Oh shit. A new challenger approaches. And this week, Masterhand has brought us two prompts. One from Justin Cummings at Hatch Hill Games, a bold fool who goes off adventuring armed only with a magical lantern that peels away lies. That's baller. That's it's super it. cool. It's I'm so way sick. into that. I, it's so good. And the second prompt, the new challenger that has approached, is from Veni Vidi ACDC at Caitlin Steele, a noir-style detective in a high fantasy setting. Very cool. Those are those are good prompts that I think go really well together. Because yeah. like a lantern that washes or that burns away lies is like a great detective tool. Yes. So those go really well together, and I'm really excited to see where this these prompts take us. Exactly. I'm, I cannot be more excited. We have never done a detective story no, have no, we? no 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 well i had some thoughts about it but we never done like a detective proper 
How are we going to do a detective proper? Uh, I've got some thoughts. I think... Give me... Let's roll for pronouns up top. Mm, I'm going to get mm, deep mm. into this right off the bat. Let's fucking go. Uh, they are a detective. So, uh, I think they're not necessarily an elf, but they do live in Moon Crescent. I love this. Because we've kind of established Moon Crescent as this sort of, like, big city with, like... A lot of, like, the corruption of, like, Shout Clown and stuff. Yeah, and it's just, like, a city that, uh, information is power. So a yeah, detective right. would be, like, you know, it's a powerful individual. Right, that's somebody whose services are in high demand. Yeah. Do we want to say that they're an elf, or do we want to roll for uh, a culture? We can say that they're an elf. Okay. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're an elf. I think yeah. that's interesting. I think maybe detective is, like, an elven tradition. I mean, we already said, like, secret passing is, like... It's like an art form borderline in like, you know what I mean? In, in, uh, yeah. in Moon Crescent. Like with Swiftwind, they were a mail carrier, but it was like spreading information. This is like getting to the bottom of the secrets is sort of yeah. like it. Then in that case, it's like another form of Moon Crescent culture. It's another like really high up occupation of detective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think, a, I think a detective in Moon Crescent figuring out you know because like you want your secrets safe but you want to know everyone else's secrets i think it's it's a it's a valuable and it is like a public servant like still yeah. it can be the traditional detective sense where it's like i need this secret decoded i need to find the source of who's spreading this information and it's just like i got a note that says i'm gonna kill you <laughs> can you get to the bottom of this please i going off of the uh, going off of you saying public servant gets my mind racing a little bit Ooh, what if it is I realized that in my head, like, I started to say, what if they are, like, a, like, detective is, like, a publicly elected thing, but then I realized that that is uh, a police officer. <laughs> Wait, no, we don't elect police officers. Oh, yeah, I guess we don't. No, um, we don't! Why don't you just cut that whole no, thing or don't? I won't. Fine. I won't do it! <laughs> the election of 2017, <laughs> Officer Catano against Officer Stormer. Who will win? Um, <laughs> Wait, we I can don't do really that. I know though. where I, my head was going with that. Is no, the but, thing, but I, like, I, I think we should. I think we could go with that. So it's it's a public servant, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an election. Is it something like in the traditional fantasy? Because it says in a high fantasy setting. Is it something like you earn? You know what I mean? As if like, you know, the greatest warrior would be the person who kills a dragon. Is the greatest detective, like, do you have to prove yourself to get this? Is it like a rank? Is it like knighthood being a detective in Moon Crescent where you have to like do something to earn it? I really, I like that. I love that it's like a knighthood type thing. Yeah. Is it, the title detective is something that is bestowed upon you. Yeah, like it's revered. Because you exposed something or you brought something to light. And like, so like a noble Ooh, house. That sounds so sick. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, you, it's get that sounded really good because it's a detective knight who is bringing something to light already. It's sound, it already sound, the act of what a detective does already sounds like some kind of like, not holy order, cause I hate that, but like some kind of grand knighthood that's based on like wiping away the darkness and uncovering the truth that's underneath. Yeah. That's sick, Jeff. Yeah, and I think different, like, noble houses have different detectives and different, like, values that they instill in their detectives. Oh my god, that's so it's, good! So, because it's like, you know, like I said, so really what we're describing is not even so much of a detective as it is 
a secret agent. Oh, stop it! That's so good! But it's true! I mean, both of them are, like, one and the same. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, like, a, a secret agent is basically a, someone who is deployed to uncover the truth of something, or, like, you know, blow something up. But in this case, they could be, you're just deployed as, like, a spy, and you're sent to uncover the truth of something because it's it's moon crescent there's just secrets yeah there's a lot of secrets going around so they have people entrusted to find those secrets and to protect their own secrets it's it's that's that's, really cool that's that's very cool i like the idea of different houses and they all have different codes for their detectives yeah i'm into that that's very cool so let's pick uh let's find a house for this one okay what do you want their code to be and what what's the name of the house for what's the royal the royal it doesn't have to be a family but a royal what's the what's the house here that we're going with oh oh no it's the prompt the lantern and uh what's a fiery lanterny magical lantern that peels away lies house ignition maybe house ignatius oh that's great yeah, yeah i love house it. ignatius um, I think they are – House Ignatius is – maybe they are um, not necessarily a political body, like a political house. No, 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 no. Well, because I'm thinking – I like the idea of House Ignatius as the house of detectives. Ooh, like a detective's guild. Yeah. They are free agents, so to speak. They they are – they, they are those who watch the Watchmen. Oh, Oh, but uh, what? Okay, so Jeff, if we all right, we can say that detectives are usually attached to royal families and houses. What if House Ignatius was like what we would consider a detective agency? Like you have to come to them. Mm, they're that's not, interesting. They're not allied with blood ties or like family relation. It's just like uh like a secret guild where it's like if if you're not tied to like the royal family or something like if you're just a commoner or you know we haven't really decided the hierarchy of Mooncrest and whatever but if you're just like an average joe you can appeal to house ignatius and like you know you would hire a private detective right if you need help you can afford it and you can find them you too can hire house ignatius i love that that was that was that was the a-team oh you know that's fine <laughs> i i chose to ignore it because i want to I want our our less inclined. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just no, because now you made the fucking A team. <laughs> well, no, I specifically do want it to be. I, I love the idea of that. Like of that. Like if you don't have, if you're ha- if you are from from like this family, and someone is blackmailing you, like we'll figure out who it is. This is for the people, right? Like, yeah, that's, I it's think, for which is the idea of the A team, right? Like, it's that they're for the people. Exactly. It's it's not connected to any kind of social hierarchy or family values or like the crown like anyone can appeal to them and that's what makes them i think a little scary to the other agencies because it's i think they they have no rules maybe like they don't adhere to any codes besides the truth for the common person for every person is a really good detectives like crest yeah that's really perfect that's real good okay so what do they like do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know my, I suck at like noir and stuff like that, well, you know? I have a table for this. Oh. To, to get us started. How perfect. Uh, this is, uh, I have a noir sort of horror role playing game called Silent Legions by Kevin Crawford. 
it has a table uh, full of all sorts of different, like, character backgrounds. So I figure, I, I think if we roll on this, and, and then sort of that'll sort of tell us where they start their journey, and then how they become a detective from there will sort of come from that. Okay, awesome. So why don't you roll me a d8, and then a d10. Four. And then my d10. Five. An explorer. Yeah, that's perfect. In the prompt, it says a bold fool who goes off adventuring armed with only only with a magical lantern that peels away lies. So they're an adventurer, right? Yes. And they come across this magical lantern? Like, is it? it's from their days as an adventurer? Are they retired from their questing days? I think so. I think what happens is uh, they went... They went out and ex- became, you know, explored and adventured when they were young. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe just out of school. Mm-hmm. They, like, departed and spent some time, like, tr- like seeing the sights, right? Yeah, of course. In this time, they find this lantern. It is something that they find just hidden somewhere. Okay. Some off, some, some, some small corner of the world. Or maybe they have, maybe they have, somebody enchants it for them as, like, a thank you. Yeah. For, like, helping, helping them in some way. They come back. They have, like, a little bit of a reputation. They've, they've got a little bit of, like, they're popular now. Yeah. They're cool now. They've become cool. And what happens is, with this lantern's magical ability to burn away lies, they stumble into uncovering some sort of mystery. Maybe it's even tied into, ooh, actually. Yes? I don't think that they get the lantern while they're away. Okay. What if the lantern is the, uh... The symbol of House Ignatius. Ooh. Okay, so it's something they earned? Yes. I like that. I like the Lantern Corps always. What it is, is I think that uh, be- because they saw the world, right? Yeah, of course. I think someone was Ooh, I have some, some oh. sort of secret. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I have something because you said someone was, I'm thinking was watching them. And what if House Ignatius is something that you like- you inherit the lantern from like a predecessor. Like there's That's always cool. been House Ignatius, and it's one person, one noir style detective who has this lantern that has the power to burn away lies. And through their journeys, you know, the predecessor notices. Let's let's name this person real quick. What do you want to name the elf? The noir style detective elf. Hmm. Mm. Falcon. 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 Falcon Vale. Falcon Vale. All right. So someone notices Falcon Vale during their journeys. Yep. And I think uh, Falcon Vale is a true moon crescentite and has, you know, a way of doing things honestly and truthfully, or just has a good eye. I think is like some kind of elven lie detector, just naturally, like has a good, has a good eye for lies, uh, maybe is a rogue by trade. So just catches the eye of House Ignatius as they see all, maybe, I don't know, it's a secret society, who fucking knows, and comes to them, I guess? I think, yeah, I've got, I've got a, I've got a pitch. Yeah, please do, because I'm going nowhere fast. Um, I think they come back from being an explorer, right? Mm-hmm. And I think someone, maybe like a politician, maybe a noble house person, is like campaigning for war. Yep. Right? And because, but this, this explorer, Falconvale, Falconvale is able to be like, well, no, I was just there. Like, they're like, well, we should just take Mudtrap by force. And they're like, no, I was just 
and Mudtrap, they're fine. Like they're they've got pi- they've got pirates out the wazoo. That would be disastrous. Yeah, and they expose the fact that this person was basically using secrets to like drum up military support. Ooh. So they expose this secret. They expose these lies. And that's when the previous, uh, that's when the previous holder of the, the Ignatius, the, the light of Ignatius. Oh. Comes to them and is like, I think that you should have this. I dig this. So basically, Falcon Vale thwarts a catastrophe and is awarded the light of Ignatius. Yes. And now, so it's a, it's like a handheld lantern, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I think yeah. if you hold it up, does it make you tell the truth? Or does it, like, expose that you're lying? I think it exposes that you're lying. Because it burns them away. Yeah. Oh, I have so- I have something that's a little, like, it's a little, not morbid, but it's, like, a little dark. If you start to lie, I think, like, in the light of the lantern, your skin starts to, like, crackle and burn a little bit. Yeah, I think that's, that's cool as like hell. Like, it literally burns the liar away. Yeah. So I think you have no choice when you're in the light of Ignatius. Like, when you're in their presence or in their office or, you know, if they held it up and they're like, command me to tell the truth, you have no choice because if you lie, you're going to turn to cinders. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I have a, I have a detail. It is a small detail. It is an important detail. Okay. I think the first time Falcon Vale learns how this works, uh, they, they, they are talking to someone and they are holding the lantern sort of at their waist. They've mm-hmm. been just been given to it. They've just been given the lantern. They're talking to somebody. They're holding it kind of waist level. And the person that they're talking to starts to lie and they, they start to burn and their pants catch on fire. Liar, liar, <laughs> pants. No, Jeff, the lantern starts at the pants. It starts you from the bottom <laughs> up. <laughs> You literally, and that's their that's their house phrase. When you're burning alive, uh, like Falcon Vale will be like, "Liar, liar, pants on fire." <laughs> this is this is truly becoming a noir style detective in the way that it's like almost kind of corny. Yeah. Okay. So now we're this is on to something now because just that tone in general kind of sets this away from being like a dramatic superhero to being like uh I could see this being like a famous detective myth. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it sounds almost like a children's story. Yeah. In, in the most incredible way. Yeah. All right. So what else what does the game have anything else for this that can help us? Uh it doesn't, but I have some tables about magical items. You know I love those. All right, let me find those tables. I said that, and then didn't actually have those tables up. Hey, that's fine. So we know it's main power. We know, like, it's main thing. Yeah. But it, but as it is, like, a magical artifact that has been passed down generation to generation, it also has some uh, minor and major beneficial properties. Of course. Okay. I've got four tables to roll on. All right. To sort of explain, like, how you change when you hold the lantern. Because I think it, like, changes you, right? The hell yeah. That just got me jazzed. Roll me a D hundred. Fuck yeah. Where's my D ten? Boop boop boop. Boop boop boop. Twenty-eight. You are immune to disease when you hold the artifact. Okay, so you're it let's just say it it makes you tough. Or even better, it's even better, I think you're immune to poison. I like this. Because I think it it's that you cannot be taken out so easily. Yeah. And I think Falcon Vale discovers this the hard way when, like, another detective tries to poison them. Ooh. And, yeah. like, they just drink whatever the poison is, and they're like, well, you only have five minutes to live. And so then they just sit at a table for, like, ten minutes, and they're like, well, 
Guess not. <laughs> Guess not. And then it burns them away. Yeah. <laughs> Roll me a D100 for major beneficial property. 28. Going back to toughness, uh, it gives you some regenerative powers as well. Jeff, you know what that could mean. What's that? You don't age. Oh, yeah. No, I – well, because I think – okay, then, then something definitely happens, right? Of course, yeah. The previous detective hands it to them. Yes. And just turns into dust. Ooh, it's like my watch has ended, passes the yep. lantern. And just and just fades away. I think that Falconville quickly comes to that realization of like, well, I have this. I have to – you hold it until you're done, and then that age hits you all at once. Yeah, no, so it's like, totally that. Yeah. So, like, when you retire, like, you are done. It's like if Ra's al Ghul doesn't stick his toe in the Lazarus pit. Like, right. he, he gonna age real quick. Okay, so. Okay, so Falconvale thwarts a major military catastrophe, whatever. Unimportant, really. And receives as a gift. It's like, we've been watching you, Falconvale. And, you know, you get, I think Falconvale gets a letter that's mm-hmm. like, come to this address. Comes to the address, you know, walks into this office. And um, I think that Falcon Vale is tested by the predecessor. I, I think that the letter is the test. Ooh. I think it's a, a whole scavenger hunt. Like, it's got, it, they, they get this coded letter. Yeah. And it just says, like, it just says, like, the light has cast its gaze on you. But, like, weird letters are capitalized. So if you yeah. assemble it, it says, like, uh, like it says, like, gallery or something. And you have to go to a gallery. And at the Ooh, gallery, there's, like, a painting that you look at the painting. And it's like, wait, if I look at it from this angle. And there's a whole web of, and I think Falcon Vale just sort of, like, pieces all this together. Yeah, it's a detective test. Yeah. And if it's passed, it leads you to this office at, like, the top of a spire. And yep. there's someone waiting for you with a, and it's like when you know the the last clue is like find the spire with a single lantern burning in it, and that's where you'll find us. Climbs a tower, climbs a tower, enters the room, and it's just is it a single lantern waiting there, or is there someone who actually is like you pass the test and passes it to Falcon Vale? Um, I think there is. I like the idea of a person that passes the lantern, but I also like the idea that like. They don't really say anything. Oh, okay, Jeff, what if while Falcon Vale is climbing the tower, the voice of the predecessor is like speaking to them and like asking them, like, do you wish to take the, you know, the next step as a detective? You know what I mean? Because this is a knighthood that's being granted to them from a house. I have another suggestion. Hit me. There's this series of the scavenger hunt of clues. Yeah. The scavenger hunt is doing two things. It is proving your worthiness to take the lantern, but it is also, like, per, like laying out – the surface level thing is that it is leading you to where you'll, t- you'll get the lantern. Of course. But underneath, there's this whole sub-layer sub of, like, the painting that you're looking at that leads you to the key to get into the room is a painting of, like, a detective who has been alive for, like, 500 years. Oh, my God. It teaches you the history of fucking House Ignatius, Jeff? <sighs> So as you're learning all of this, so by the time you see that lantern, by the time you get into that spire, you look at it and you say, oh, God, it's all true. Like, it's all real. And I am next in line. And you have already in your mind, like, decided, am I am I prepared for this? And if not, then you just drop the case. 
Oh, Mike. So just by taking the challenge, you learn the power of the lantern. And all you have to do basically at the top of the tower is reach out your hand. Is just take the lantern. It's just grab the handle of the lantern. The other person just, the other person says one thing. Thank you and good luck. And then fades away. Oh, and then that becomes, now it's your office. Yep. Now it becomes, it belongs to Falconvale. And already, like, uh, is, is, okay. Are the generations of House Ignatius just pushed into you through the lantern? Or do you just, you have to start from scratch and like make it your own and hope that you're honoring the house? I kind of like that. I kind of like that, like, you know the history of it. You know what the lantern is. You know all of this stuff from the, the scavenger hunt. But, like, beyond that, it's on you. Yeah. It's, you can learn from our predecessors. We teach you, every, every new person learns through the history, the history detective exam. And then it's just on them to pass it on and keep the tradition going. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So now Falconvale has an office. And people know that you go to the tower with the one light if you need detective work. Mm -hmm. Now, what makes this a noir-style fantasy? You know what I mean? Like, what what defines that genre, really? I th it's, it's, it's largely defined by uh, a sense of, like, morally compromised things, which is why I think... I think what it is, is that a lot of the noble houses... Like, the noble houses all have secrets. Mm -hmm. And that is extremely noir. And, like, it is people, it is sort of, like, morally gray characters. Yeah. And it's a lot of um, damaged people. So I think what it is is that a lot of the noble houses have these secrets. And they are often very bleak secrets. Like, going to like we're going to go to war because yeah. I'm going to make a boatload of money off of that war. So I think Falcon Vale's cases are all, like... People who have been hurt by people in power. Um, I think the real cost of owning the lantern is that you see this side of society at its worst, right? Like, you see the damaging effect of all of, like, if you look at Swiftwind as this sort of, like, information and secrets will set you free. Yeah. This is sort of the opposite of that, of, like, secrets will destroy you. My question is, then, what does Falcon Vale want what does the order want because the lantern at its core blasts away liars it sets you ablaze so is the goal to like bring light bring the bring the light of truth out you know or because that's like terrifying you know what i mean like you're mm -hmm. basically going around like you know checking people's morals and making sure that they're not lying but what if the lie is like to protect someone or like the lie is for the greater good that's what makes it noir, I think. That's the rub, right? Like, that's yeah. the challenge, is, like, Falconvale has this responsibility to expose lies. Yes. But that's a complicated concept. Yes, and I think that's the that's the conflict here, is Falconvale's job is basically to, you know, people come to their office and are like, Falconvale, uh, House Ignatius, I implore you, I need you to find out if... My boss has been lying about, uh, you know, not having enough money to pay us because we can't feed our families, whatever. And House Ignatius is like, I'll take the job. So Falconvale goes and what, like, shows up like Batman and holds the lantern up, you know, and like interrogate, cause this is just interrogation. Yeah. And I think that part of it is 
there's a real dilemma of figuring out the secrets and finding out the lies. Yeah. And then deciding what to do from there. Yes. Falcon Veil is like judge, jury, and fucking executioner, which is a really complicated thing in a city that is, you know, just fill information is power. Information could be like, you know, is the new princess of house, you know, Rosalia, is is she considered illegitimate by birth? You know, like fucked up mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is like, you know, cliche royal family stuff. But like, is it okay for her to claim the title, you know what I mean, morally? Yeah. It, because they're lying. That's what the scavenger hunt is teaching you, right? And that's sort of what Falcon Vale has to live with is like, your duty is to expose secrets, but that comes with such a steep cost. That comes with such a steep, like, cost in life and in pain and in emotion. Like, you have to be okay with with carrying that weight basically forever. Maybe for centuries you have to be okay with carrying this weight of, like, well, I I ruined a family, but, like, was that the right decision? You have to have this, like, moral compass of, I know what I'm doing to to fix this or to make it, the world will be better if this secret is exposed i'm sort of i'm sort of starting to think that i'm not sure if falconvale and the house ignatius is necessarily like a good person well that's that's noir in a nutshell yeah, that's you're what not I'm say- yeah. supposed to know it's it's this gray area i'm like god this sounds almost like a villain and a hero because like you know, lies are a part of society, sort of. You know, in in terms of our whatever fantasy culture we have here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, God, it's just this. I think it's this present in Moon Crescent that makes information that much more dangerous. Yep. And because if you're willing to pass a secret, which you have to, information has to be. You know, information is power. But if you're passing incorrect information to get power. You run the risk of House Ignatius discovering and burning you alive. Burning your pants. Burning your pants. Scorching them. Scorching them slacks. This is terrible. I, 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 it, yes, it is. It um, is. I think. How can we lighten this up? I think Falconville knows it is the thing. I think they know that, like, it's a rough job. Yeah. And, well, I think that the way we lighten it up is by saying, I think. Falconvale is the right person to carry the lantern. I think they, like I was talking about this moral compass, I think that they use the lantern, they take the jobs that, like, help people directly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, they're trying to do good in this world that is so thoroughly not good. It's like they're not interested in, you know, court politics. That's why they're not aligned with a particular noble house. What the, what they're interested in is if a noble has raised your taxes because they say that they're going to work on a project. Ooh. If you are being wrongfully taxed, or House Ignatius, Falconvale will go and will will investigate and will figure out, like, is this legit or are you being oppressed by a corrupt lord? And will, like, free you in that way. And something that we said before where um, Falconvale, everybody who joins House Ignatius has to learn the history and decide what they want to do with that. I think Falconvale does not like the brimstone way of doing things. You know, like sees mm-hmm. and I think in painted there's old paintings of like uh the light of Ignatius being held up and like burning away groups of politicians. Yeah. And it's like that's just how some generations have done this. That's, Where it's like if you lie, yeah, if you lie, I'm showing up and I am burning you. 
And I don't think that Falconvale really likes this, but knows that this is going to have to be a necessary part of the job. Well, and I, I, I think kind of related to that, I think that maybe Falconvale doesn't use the lantern that much. Maybe Falconvale sees the lantern as opposed to previous generations that may have seen it as the first resort. Yeah. Or as the response of, you know, you know the saying, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yes. I think previous generations, there were definitely detectives that had that lantern and saw everything as, well, somebody's lying and has to burn. Yes. And I think uh, Falconvale sees it as, no, I need this in case I can't get further. But I'm good enough and I'm smart enough that I can get further. But what's the difference? How do they use it differently? Is it just for burning pants? Or do they know it can be used as like a symbol of fear? Because that's also a great moral gray area that's super noir where it's like this figure will show up and basically like Batman, how he dangles them over the edge. Mm -hmm. I think it's something more along those lines where like you feel the light on your skin and you're like, "Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Well, and I think that they've 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 realized what it is in my mind is that they've realized that they don't really need to use the lantern at this point. The lantern has been a part of Moon Crescent for millennia. Yeah, I think that they've realized I don't need to use it like people know. People know that I have it. If I ask you a question as the bearer of the light of Ignatius, are you really going to lie to me? So I think that they use it. I think that they use that reputation almost as a way to get out of using the lantern. It's true. It becomes more of a symbol. It really does. If you see this tower in Moon Crescent that's like, you know, off in the distance with one lantern always burning and you can see it from anywhere in the city, it's a constant. It's like a vigil. It's a reminder to be truthful. And Mm -hmm. that it's the right thing to do, because I think they know that House Ignatius can burn you. So I think it becomes a lesson to the people about, like, power and responsibility and using the power that they have through information responsibly. Because, as Falconvale does, you should too. Yeah. I dig this. I dig this, where it's like... People finding uh, some sort of comfort in the gray area of morality where, like, you can't hurt people, but, like, sometimes you have to lie to people to keep them safe. I think that's really, that's really cool. Do you want to roll on, like, D&D tables? Yes, I've pulled some up. I'm going to see if these, I've got one. I'm going to use uh, off of the D&D, uh, dndwiki.com. I'm using the Inquirer background for 5th edition. Hell yeah. Grow me a D8. D8, go. Seven. I have a habit of doing something, uh, biting nails, tapping fingers, tracing eyebrows when I am thinking. It going along with the noir theme of, you know, it's, it's almost spooky, but also like artistic in a way. I think there's a part of applying to House Ignatius where it's like, while you wait to see if House Ignatius will honor you, there's a gentle finger tap, like a very rhythmic sound, almost like a heartbeat. And once it's done, you'll know that uh, Falcon Vale has made their decision on your fate and the fate of the liar. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's real good. It's also contemplative. It, mm-hmm. It's it, it's to it's because Falcon Vale is you know it's not as fire and brimstone as it used to be. There is an internal conflict every single time where it's mm-hmm. you know they have to decide: do I leave the lantern in the tower? or Do I take it out on the town? Yep. So I think the those things, these gestures like uh, biting fingernails and tapping on a table. Or just because there is an inner turmoil here, there is gentle, genuine contemplation. It's not some kind of Grim Reaper that floats down and burns you alive as you're lying. Yeah. All right. Roll me a d6 for an ideal. Six, eagle. Knowledge. I have to know. I like that. I do too. Because I think that's what drove them to be an explorer, right? Is like, I have to know. I have to see what's out there. So what drove them to be a detective is like, well, 
that doesn't like these two facts don't add up. So I have to know why not. And also, Jeff, knowledge itself is like the pursuit of truth is the like if, if information is truth, you know what I mean? Like just even figuring out like how water works, you know, how a water wheel works. You're in the pursuit of something that is almost absolute in a way. Yeah. You know, not to get all philosophical, but it's like, I think if we said that in their adventurer days was like, they were a, uh, like a human lie detector, this, it's, it's all about just uncovering the truth of things, even if it's exploring a dungeon to find out why it was made and things like that. So I think yeah. that's what helps Falconvale be a better House of Ignatius member because they always want to consider all the areas and all the sides and all the dimensions of the problem that might be presented to them. Yeah. So roll me a d6 for a bond. Okay. Come on, sidekick. One horse. Aaron, do you want to guess what number one is? Is it a fucking sidekick? I had a sidekick <laughs> who helped me with my investigations. Hell yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> Jeff, is the light of... It's the light of Ignatius sentient. Uh, do you want to roll on like five more tables? Because if so, yes. Yes, I fucking do. All right, let me pull them up. <laughs> uh, sorry, listeners. Not sorry not. at all. All right, roll me a d. F- uh, roll me a d hundred. Okay. <laughs> Seventy-three. It can speak, read, or understand one or more languages. <laughs> It's a talking lantern. It's a talking lantern. It's like, uh, I think he's li- I think I think he's lying, Falcon Vale. I think the lantern is the one that says liar, liar, pants on fire. Every <laughs> single time. He holds it up and he's liar, liar, pants on fire, and then burns you. <laughs> so it's this it's this weird, it's like crypt keeper-esque. Where it like it's like sassy in the fact that it murders you, or it's like quippy in the fact that it murders you. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it, it burns you and it's like, liar, liar, pants on fire. And you're like, and Falcon Vale is quietly sick of it. <laughs> of having a talking lantern that has like the most absolute moral compass of like, you're either lying or you're not. Uh, are you hungry, the Falcon Vale? Uh, not really. Oh my God, my pants. You haven't eaten in five hours, Falcon Vale. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Falcon Vale. I so don't think you're being honest. Burr. <laughs> That's so stupid. Roll me a d4 for its uh, its, uh, its vision. <laughs> or its senses. Three. Hearing and normal vision out to 120 feet. Okay, so it's just a fucking talking lantern yes. with absolute moral code in terms of telling the truth. And a really bad sense of humor and like a poor sense of comic timing because like... Things get real serious, and it's like, it's like feeling a little hot under the collar, and it burns you. There's a person screaming on fire. I think this is why it has to become more of a detective firm, because originally it was like someone like the harbinger of truth who rains down fire, <laughs> and now it's like, no, we'll come and we'll talk it out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this we'll out. It out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, finally, roll me a d6 for a flaw for uh, Falcon Vale. Six, Eagle. I have an enemy that I put away in prison by exposing evidence of his villainy. I shudder to think what would happen if he escaped. Ooh, okay. It is the most power- it is the most powerful member of the most powerful elven noble house. Ooh. Was put away- oh, it was the- it was the politician that was gonna go to war. 
It was the warmongering politician. It was like the warmongering politician. And I think they're locked away like in some sort of like, we'll say a mystical prison. We're yeah. almost like the, in Superman, what is it? The Phantom Zone? The Phantom Zone, yeah. They're in the Phantom Zone right now, which may be inside the lantern. Oh. It's like you're trapped in the lantern. And like I worry what would happen like if they ever got out. Yeah. So every time they use the lantern, they have to face the fact that like, this is the person that they put away. And that their soul is in here, and that their <gasps> being is in here. <laughs> That's why the lantern talks. Is oh it my them? goodness! It's fucking them. And That's why <laughs> they make. That's why they make the jokes. They're mocking Falcon Vale. Yes. It's like, yeah, I know I got this job to do, but fuck you. And that's why it's like, all right, fine. You want to lock me in this lantern fa- lantern for lying? I'm going to make it so that your life is a living hell, and I'm going to burn away everyone who lies. And so it's this risk reward consequence thing of Falconvale's job as a detective because there I think there have been situations where the person comes in like the plaintiff and they're like you need to investigate my brother shoved the cat up the tree and it's like fire liar pants on fire and it's like oh god why did you do that they're not even telling the truth they put the cat up there themselves and so it's this like now this terrifying conflict between the lantern the light of ignatius and falcon veil yeah i think it's fantastic this is jumped from so many different places and i think that's a wrap on falcon veil it has to be a wrap on falcon veil because we'll probably talk for an hour again that was sick that rules yeah thank you so much justin cummings at hatch hill games and veni vidi acdc caitlin Steele, for your two prompts to help make a really badass weird noir story about the consequences of morality. Yeah, no, they turned out noir as hell. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there are a butt ton of ways to do that. There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast. You can use the hashtag fantasy children. You can also post them on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Or you can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Discord and post them there. The link to which is pinned to our Twitter. Whew, what a, what a list. Um, also, if you'd like to consider backing our project, um, consider checking out our Patreon. We have a bunch of cool reward tiers and a bunch of stuff that we post there. Uh, consider checking us out. It helps a lot with hosting fees and, you know, con appearances and things like that. Just general, it's a great way to give us some support. It means a lot to us. It's a, yeah. it's a nice gesture. It, it just shows us that you believe in our little podcast that could. Um, you can also consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, giving us a social media shout out, or just telling a friend. Helping the show grow that way is a tremendously great way to ensure that we keep growing, doing bigger, better, and cooler things. Also, Jeff has another podcast that you can totally do all that stuff that we just said. You should do it with this one. Take it away! I do. Uh, Party of One is an actual play role-playing game podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Every week I sit down with a guest one-on-one. We play through a short role-playing game. This week, we played a game called Follow by Ben Robbins. It was a very fun game. It, it's it's very emotional. It's very good. Highly recommend it. Check that out at soundcloud.com slash party of one podcast. Verbal hug this week. Not every day is going to be an A-game day. Mm. And that's okay. You don't have to be on all the time. Sometimes just showing up is enough. You know what I mean? It's true. Well, I mean, that also goes a lot to say with like, don't. Setting expectations for yourself are okay, but, you know, understanding that your priorities like your happiness and your health are of the utmost importance rather than 
being performative and making other people happy first. You come first. Yeah. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? You know, and sometimes things happen and maybe you set a goal and you don't make it. That happens sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's, it's okay. You know, like, I think it's more, you know, don't dwell on the things that go wrong. Just know that it's going to be okay. Yeah, sometimes you have to fail to succeed, and I genuinely mean that. Like, Oprah wouldn't be Oprah unless she was fired at 20-something as a reporter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I've been really thinking about lately as we continue to chop away at this podcast game. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, we have a live show. Oh, yeah. I'm flying. We do have it. a live show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is uh, July 22nd at 4 p.m., Kitchen Table Gallery in Philadelphia. Uh, All My Fantasy Children Live. It is going to be a fucking blast it's true and also i'm gonna say jeff and i are going to gen con and we're gonna be around so if we're there say hello yeah yeah send us a tweet or a message and just be like hey where are you and i will track you down because i'm not i don't know that i'm doing a lot of like running games and things so like i'm just gonna be wandering around saying hi to people so exactly i'm just going for to be social learn some new games meet some new fun people and probably record an episode because i'm gonna bring the whole rig nice yeah um so with that I guess that's it. Thanks for listening again, everybody. That was a long post show, but I don't give a fuck. No, it's all good. Yeah. Until next time. Good, good night, night and, and good, good game. game.